0: a round table, it's a Star Wars session special, yeah it
1: is a round table, it's a Star Wars session
0: special, Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Roundtable Sessions. Yes, my name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the HUD, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon. He's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He has hot sauce by his microphone. It's Luke Bly, Master
2: Blywalker. How you doing, mate? It's a true story it is a true story leftover from the mac and cheese i sometimes put sweet chili sauce with so mac and cheese if you've never had that it's like i, I strongly recommend um it's not for yeah. me yeah oy oy sav-a-loy. you're right mate happy happy recording day happy recording day and we are now next next week is ahsoka next yeah. week is ahsoka easy away it felt like yesterday that we were like crammed into that twin son's room at Star Celebration in East London. And we were just like looking at all the new Ahsoka footage, soaking it all in. I couldn't, couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this you know, this looks really decent. And slowly but surely, it's here, mate. It is knocking on our door. Uh, but also knocking on our door this week are a few guests first and foremost um let's introduce someone who's never been on any of the main shows before she's been on a patreon show before with matty boy It is none other than youtube legend star wars meg say hello there star wars meg hello there it's How great are you to doing? be here again you good? i'm doing
1: good i'm doing very good it's great to be here with uh, some really lovely people it's good to be back
2: amazing amazing and on 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 a scale of zero to ten where is your ahsoka anticipation levels at the moment rock solid like a 10 oh serious okay Ring. okay interesting we will get back to you in a moment but up next we have matty boy describes him as a quote-unquote proper journalist um it's Eamon Jacobs say hello there Eamon <laughs> hello there how are you doing yeah not too bad mate not too bad I'm, I'm mac and cheesed up with some you know sweet chili sauce strongly recommend strong choice, strong yeah, choice. thank you thank I'm you back mate. I'm thank back you it. yeah good lad um same question to you zero to ten Ahsoka where you um, at? I'd probably say around an eight um I'm tentatively <laughs> excited although I have a few concerns <laughs> interesting yeah i think um yeah we'll dive into that i think we're probably on a similar page um last but not least you probably know her you probably love her it's the queen of sweden herself matilda Backlund. say hello there matilda
3: hello there
2: fantastic fantastic and 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 the t-shirt fantastic explain Explain the t shirt. What are you wearing what are you who are you wearing?
3: I'm wearing Adam Driver. I actually got this I got Bloody this T shirt as a gift from a friend, uh Star Wars friend online from Texas. So Um But <laughs> Albert you're witchy. not
2: you're not wearing, like, Adam Driver's in, like, his skin. <laughs> you are wearing the, the, the T-shirt yeah, that's like in the, the blue. the end
3: t- credits of any of the films he's been in. Um, there we his go. His name, yeah.
2: Mm. Just quickly, Matilda, 0 to 10 as well. What are you giving us?
3: I would say, like, a 9.7. Oh, ooh. <laughs>
2: ooh. <laughs> Matilda and Meg are coming in hot with high scores. Okay, all right. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting stuff. Matty Boy, over to you, mate. Over to you. Let's, let's that let's Well, I'm going cracking. to throw it back
0: to you, mate, actually. if We've we've got a oh. 10, a 9.7, and an 8. What about yourself for the show? Uh, Zero to 10.
2: Eight out of 10.
0: Eight out of 10.
2: You know, I can't lie. Obviously, the elephant in the room is that the strikes are still going on. You've got the WGA and SAG-AFTRA striking uh, com- <laughs> and completely understandably striking. Um, you know, lots of people getting done out of completely fair payments and terms and conditions and you know we did a whole episode on that a few weeks ago if you haven't listened to that yet strongly recommend listening to that after this maybe but um yeah i i think with that you know it has affected you know seeing the cast maybe go on talk shows in the us and the uk and wherever um and other promotional material like you you can tell that they're they're kind of going to a plan B on the marketing. And did Matty boy was there something I said to you offline or online about the Ahsoka marketing that they're going to ramp it up? And did did I say I that think to you? It was
0: yeah. online because I remember messaging you about this off air because. In the last week, we've had a you know smorgasbord of Ahsoka shorts and teasers and new footage being thrown at us. And Lukey Boy mentioned in our Ahsoka hype episode, or at least on our podcast, actually for Patreons, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions, that um, we're going to hear or see Anakin Skywalker in the next round of footage because they they we, we haven't got the cast to do promotional tours anymore. So how can we really beef up the marketing? well, let's put daddy in there himself. And, you know, lo and behold, and I know we're going to get to it, but lo and behold, who's in the latest bit of marketing? Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, but not just as Anakin, but Clone Wars, Anakin Skywalker. This is mm. you know, set in and around Revenge of the Sith time. And it's very, very exciting. So just like you're Luke Skywalker and Mando, mate, you've, uh, you've hit the nail on the head there. It's not spoilery, is it? That's not spoiler. It's too it. late if like, it is.
2: He's, he's, I, mean, <laughs> I know, but like it, I mean, it I was. I so. always was of the opinion, It's a given, isn't it? Like Hayden didn't do a great job of hiding it, but um, you know, in in the Obi Wan Kenobi uh marketing material, I think in like an interview, he's like really, you can one hundred percent tell the guy is in a Soka. We think in some capacity. Um, and, and I suppose that's a really good like place to start, guys. Um, Meg. Thoughts on Hayden returning as Anakin Skywalker in Ahsoka? Should we be excited for it? Are you looking forward to it?
1: Very much so. There's some crazy surprises in Ahsoka, which you're not ready for. And this is something I spoke about in the dis- in my Discord server the other day. Um, they've been doing a really good job at hiding a lot from what I've heard. And I think Hayden in any capacity is welcome, whether it's flashbacks as a ghost um, obviously, Anakin as a ghost, not Hayden as a ghost. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm excited. What was the question <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> about Hayden? About Hayden Christensen? Like, do you think that do you, do you, do you think it will be received well? Do you think people are going to go crazy mm. for this? And do you think yes. it's going to be? Yeah, you think it's going to be at the beginning, middle, or end of the show?
1: No idea, but mm. I think a lot of fans who didn't like Obi Wan. This is kind of like another chance for them to see Hayden. Because I mm-hmm. think fans didn't like the way they did the Attack of the Clones look. And I believe <laughs> in this show he's got the Revenge of the Sith look.
0: Right. Okay. So they haven't got to de-age him as much, thankfully. Well, they didn't do it at all in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and which was slightly odd, awkward, but any Hayden's good Hayden for me. I was thinking about that question earlier on, mate, actually, believe it or not, because when you'd met when you messaged me about it, I hadn't listened to the footage. Now I heard it and got very excited to hear Hayden back again. But traditionally, Lucasfilm, all of their marketing is centred around those first three episodes usually. They don't really show anything in the latter half of the season, which might explain why we've seen nothing of Ezra other than a hologram. But the fact that they've thrown Hayden in, Anakin Skywalker in now, makes me think he's going to be in the first two episodes. That might just be the flashback. Mm -hmm. We might see a Force ghost later on. I think we're going to be hearing... Anakin in the first two episodes unless they're changing their marketing tactics because of like you mentioned the aforementioned strikes I don't think they would go quite that far but I think they're going to be showing him earlier on Eamon mate are you are you a fan of this kind of self referencing and going back and we all know Anakin was Ahsoka's master so let's see it let's do a flashback and a force ghost maybe
4: uh yeah I am I think realistically if you're familiar with Ahsoka you're expecting Hayden to show up like there's there's no sort of getting around that right. um but considering the strikes and considering the sort of as we were mentioning the the lack of actors on talk shows and whatnot i think throwing hayden into the the recent teaser and having that sort of the the different era of anakin uh, the clone wars era of anakin and promoting that is a way of prepping general audiences that might not be aware of the connection between ahsoka and and Anakin, so I think it was a good move. Um, I think it was a slightly predictable move,
2: but a solid one nonetheless. Yeah, but it it, 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 I, I respect that it's, it's a part of the Star Wars canon and a part of the continuity, and therefore, like you said, if you're familiar with Ahsoka, you would expect it, right? You know, and 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 the vibe, the the interpretation of the story that I have so far and I've not read any like leaks or anything on it, which I know are starting to come, come out more and more. Um you know, it, it feels like Ahsoka is reconnecting with kind of the Jedi religion, the Jedi faith. Right. And for that to happen. And yeah, it, it makes a lot of thematical sense to include her master because Surely she's gonna have some beef. Like, surely she's gonna be like, "Hang on, you know, like, (laughs) weren't you the lad who like tried to slay all those younglings?" Oh no, sorry, did slay all those younglings and did this and did that and left me and you know let me just walk away and it's that surely that's gonna play into it a wee bit, Matilda. Like, um, do do you think I'm out of line? Well, what what do you think is gonna happen? How what what is Hayden? What's the point? of Anakin in Ahsoka?
3: Providing her backstory, definitely. Mm. Um, Like you said, uh, normal normal viewers don't know much about her. They've probably not been watching Clone Wars. They know nothing. And so, uh, of course, they've heard about Vader because most people in general have heard about the Vader. But connecting those two, um, implementing them in in a good way, in a natural way, Uh, is going to help us understand the journey of this character. He's essential to tell the story of Ahsoka, I believe. Uh, I just hope they're not going to overuse him. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just, you know, sparingly and well-used, that's going to make it more impactful.
0: Yeah, I think that's the key thing is how much are you going to, how much restraint are you going to have? I've seen a lot of people saying maybe they've released the character posters because they've got an avalanche of fan service coming in. Or that like this is maybe going to make up for Obi-Wan Kenobi in some people's minds. In that case, how so are we going to be seeing loads of Anakin? I don't think it'll be a reactionary statement. I don't think it'll be, oh my God, Obi-Wan wasn't received well, so let's now include all these people who may or may not be in. And like Luke, I don't know if we're going to be getting any wild um, spoilers and cameos in there. But just hearing uh, you all kind of saying what you hope and hope and hope, I actually want to know what including you, Lukey Boy, as well, mm. what you hope to see in the show. Now, Attila B has just said, she hopes obviously that Anakin isn't overused, but in a in a positive way, what are you guys hoping to see?
1: I'm hoping to see a good story that builds off Star Wars Rebels. I'm not too I don't really care about cameos, to be completely honest. I'm I'm excited to see more Sabine and Hera and just to see how those characters grow because you've got the consistency of having Carrie Beck and Dave Filoni. And so they fundamentally have this deeply rooted understanding of how these characters should be. And now here is a mother. So we're going to see Jason and we're going to see how she's going to probably treat the the ghost crew, the surviving ghost crew more maternally than she probably was before, even though we, we always call her space mom. So that's going to be cool. I'm interested to see what Sabine's been doing on Lothal and I think we all want to know: Is she force sensitive, or is she just training for the sake of being better with the lightsaber?
2: Oh, mate, you've 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 brought out the big guns already, Meg. Exactly. Um, yeah, the rebels thing. You know, uh, as uh, long-term listeners will know, you know, we've been talking about how rebels will maybe. Influence Ahsoka. Will it be on a big scale on a little scale? Will they just chuck a couple characters in? I do think, you know, uh, uh, as we've said before, this this feels like a a spiritual successor to Star Wars Rebels. You know, rebel season five. But you've mentioned already. You've mentioned Sabine, Force sensitivity, Jedi stuff. You know, in the character posters. Which again, I'm uh, maybe I'm surprised they dropped those. You know, we said it in last week's Galactic News round. Like, I'm surprised they just went, oh, here you go. Here's all the posters. Whereas usually we see those week on week, don't we, yeah. with Star Wars series? So that's um, that's a new approach to that, I think, which is interesting. And Sabine has the green lightsaber, Ezra Bridges' lightsaber. Like, yes. Is she going to be trained? Are they bluffing? Is it just a marketing spin? um aemon matilda any of you guys have any strong opinions on that will we see another jedi post return of the jedi with a lightsaber training What, what were you thinking
4: uh well i think realistically like the end of rebels was very it was hinting that she was gonna train and become a jedi you know you've got ahsoka in the cloak meeting sabine I thought that was the implication all along. So it makes complete, perfect sense to me that she's already picking up Ezra's saber. Um, Mm. But I'm kind of interested to know what that's going to look like in the wider context of like Mm -hmm. the Mandalorian and the Jedi. Because obviously, as we know, that wasn't exactly a harmonious relationship thousands of years beforehand, you know, with the dark saber and whatnot. So I think it'd be interesting to see how that sort of works and other people's reactions to that. Like like Meg, I'm not that fussed about cameos, but I'd be interested to know how, say, Bo Katan would react to Sabine having a lightsaber mm. um and being able to possibly wield the force. I think it opens up a lot of possibilities. Um, and not just for like the wider stuff, but for for her character arc as well. Like how does that change her as a person? Um, how does that change her in the absence of Ezra? Um, is she sort of carrying on his Legacy, if she thinks he's dead, for example, do you know what I mean? So I think it's yeah, it opens opens up a lot of possibilities.
3: Yeah, I'm just really curious to see how Ahsoka is going to act as a um, as a mentor if she's training to be. How is she going to, you know, considering her tumultuous relationship with Anakin? How is that going to affect her? It's like you know, a parent figure for her. So how is she going to be as a you know, Jedi parent to her, to Sabine. Um, What mistakes are she going to make? I'm interested in those things. Uh, And also, I was thinking about the connections with uh, season three of The Mandalorian, the whole mythosaur, like you said, the the Mandalorian Jedi. Um, Is that going to connect? Are those things going to be connected in some way? We don't know. That would be very interesting to see.
2: I mean, this this, this is still all very much Mando-verse, yeah. isn't it? And I feel like, and maybe it's just me saying this or, or thinking this, but I do feel like some people have lost sight of that, that this is a Dave Filoni, a little bit of John Favreau sprinkled in there probably, but this is a Dave Filoni project and this is still very much... Part of that big, like leading to that crossover event that's meant to be happening, right? So, surely, I mean, Matilda, great point with bringing up the Mythosaur and, you know, other Mandalorians and, you know, Bo Katan and Ahsoka can be this fabric, can't it? It can be this connecting tissue between Mando, Book of Boba Fett, Star Wars Rebels, Luke Skywalker, Jedi. Uh, mandos the imperials with thrawn we're not even mentioned thrawn yet i feel like this show has the potential to be the biggest in scope now that's and that's a hard thing to do because i said the same thing about mandalorian season three right i was like yeah mando season three it's it's naturally going to get bigger because the, the the narrative requires that it's it's going bigger and maybe better did it land that well you know that's up for the listeners to to decide but i think it did try to go for that certainly ahsoka i feel has a genuine opportunity to do that if not maybe a better one like a better layup a better a better you know setup sorry better setup to do that bigger and better thing especially with big boy thrawn in the mix you know so i don't know like chances of like over Mm. Over s- or under 70% of our boy, Daddy Dinjarin turning up, Matty Boy. What are you saying, mate?
0: Well, like you said, it's all part of the Mandoverse, and they have been chucking out a lot of filth already. We've already got the character posters. We already know a little bit about who's coming in. We know Anakin Skywalker is going to be in there, so it's who, you know, mm. who's left from the Mandoverse who could really make a bit of a splash. Mm. Din Grogu. Over seventy percent though, that's a tough one because having said all that, I'm not I'm not sold that we will see him mm-hmm. De- or if we do, maybe not in a substantial way, because that that plays into what I fear about the show is the overkill side of it, for what you've just mentioned. Ahsoka, Thrawn, the Rebels gang, where's Ezra, Anakin, all these new villains that they've teased the new republic. They gotta fit that all into eight episodes, man. Um but Mando can come in. He can help out if they're in a spot of bother. I don't see why they can't put out a call and ask Din. However, I know it's part of the Mando verse. I kind of want Ahsoka to be what Dave says it is, which is a focused story. He's written all our episodes. There's no mini missions. It's just one big story, one long mm-hmm. narrative. I kind of hope it just focuses on Ahsoka now and the Rebels gang and Thrawn. As much as it'd be cool to see Din and the N1 Starfighter come here and in to save the day, I, I also kind of crying out for just a bit of containment in the stories. Mando's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and um, bringing more and more people in. I kind of, even though it's only Mando, I would like to see it stick to what we know. So I'm going to say under, I'm going to be that mm. guy and say, mm. I'm going to say
3: 51%. I just hope they focus and on the the, the important um, things and uh considering um rosario dawson has hinted the story is going to be pretty intense pretty high pace i just hope they're not gonna try to cram in too much for us to take in but have a laser focus and i think that's when where the story is going to work for the viewers what what counts what
2: constitutes as you know quote unquote the important things for you, Matilda, what, what is that for an Ahsoka TV show?
3: Um, I think basically the Rebels crew uh, with Ahsoka being a part of it. Um, okay. I think since they've really marketed Sabine, Hera and Ahsoka, a focus on these three uh, is going to be essential. But also, if you're going to mention the villains, Balin's mm. Skull and I forget her name now. Uh, Shin
0: Hattie.
3: Shin Hattie. Hattie. Uh, Those two, and of course Thrawn in the mix, are going to, if they're connected to Thrawn, we don't know, Um, they're going to be interesting to watch as well, what part they play in the story.
2: Mm. You've mentioned Shin and Balin, and then Thrawn, Matilda. Uh, Meg, what, what are you saying about these guys, right? Shin and
1: I've Balin a, in
2: particular. Like, what? What's the deal with these guys?
1: I have a lot of thoughts on these two. I made a few videos on what I think their deal is, and I think I've boiled it down to three theories. Um, the Star Wars databank confirms they've both been hired by Morgan Elsbeth, who is building ships for Thrawn, um, using outer rim worlds like Corvus. We had Karelia in today's trailer. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen that. Um, but that is New Republic Territory. And going back to the Mando thing, I'm going to predict we don't actually see Thrawn until the last episode. Oh, I I think we're going to see symptoms of Thrawn through Balin and Shin, and then they're setting up his biggest appearance in Dave's film. So I'm not too bothered about the Mando or Grogu stuff. I personally can't see how they fit in. We might see Mm. flashbacks to Chapter 13 in like um a recap of Ahsoka at the start to when she met um, Mando and Grogu. But I think the biggest connection to Mando is Zeb Aurelius and what he's doing at the New Republic Outpost. Dave, after that episode, said it's about who Zeb speaks to after that conversation with Carson Teva. That is interesting. And my prediction is that all of these different New Republic agents have got intel that they're bringing together that is like, okay, something's going on out there. And they, they're all taking it back to Mon Mothma, who's not taking it seriously, just like in Star Wars Legends. And so they go and investigate on their own, in their own sort of way. And I can't see them having done all those visual effects for Zeb to not use him in Ahsoka. Mm, so mm, that's like—that's like what I think the Mandalorian connection is. As for Balin, I think he's an angry Order 66 survivor. And yep. I'm starting to think... Um, he had some kind of relationship to Anakin. And my craziest theory is that he's an Anakin clone.
2: Uh, what <laughs> Because Where did that come from? Uh, explanation, Meg. Expl- you can't drop something out like that with without an explanation. Why why is why is Balin an Anakin clone, do you think?
1: Feloni's been talking about the Force Unleashed games for quite a few years. And he mentioned um the cloning arc on Camino where Starkiller is really annoyed at Vader that he decides I'm going to go clone him. And some fans have pointed out similarities between Balan and what Anakin would have looked like, which is Sebastian Shaw, if he had survived normally. And so I think the big twist of Balan in this mad theory is that when he says Anakin Skywalker spoke highly of you is because he's literally the alternative Anakin.
0: Oh <laughs> oh, well, I thought it was going to get a bit weird in Ahsoka. I was like, because that's one of the things I was going to ask you, lads, is how weird is it going to get? But we, we, listen, we ain't topping that. But as a theory, Eamon, mate, if in e- episode four of Ahsoka, Balan turns around and says, ha ha, this is where the fun begins, and we're like, it's him, it's Anakin, what would you think? I mean, obviously, it's, it comes down, of course, to the uh, the executional. <laughs> Oh, yeah, <gasps> but obviously. obviously. If mm-hmm. that happened, mm-hmm. can you can you see that being a thing? Well, firstly that will happen, and also how will that go down with the uh, ever reliable fan base?
4: I mean, like everything in Star Wars fan base, it'll come down to people actively <laughs> hating it and then the other half actively loving it. Like, because there's there's no other there's no in between. Um whether I would like that. Probably not. That's not. That's not a bit of me. Um, I think, personally, considering this is you know like you said earlier, a spiritual sequel to Rebels, um, I would kind of I kind of want Ahsoka to do what that series did, and that's you know push into new ground and expand mm-hmm. like the mythology of the Jedi, the Sith, the Force, and everything in between, or the worlds between. Um, so, clone Anakin as. Is- crazy as that would be in the moment and it would you know it would be a jaw-dropping moment excuse the cliche but it you know it would turn some heads i don't think i'd be able to deal with that in like the long term of like the canon of it all like just yeah i think that would be a little bit too much
2: do you do you guys remember at the beginning of obi-wan you know that sweet sweet may 2022 waking up on that wednesday I'm watching, or Friday, I think it was, actually, for Canoe. But anyway, you know what I mean. That debut episode. And we saw that amazing, tasty, absolutely deliciously spicy throwback to the prequels. And it just covered the prequels in a really well-put-together way. And respectful, loving way, really. It was like, oh, mate, yeah, this, this is all the amazing bits of the prequels. Like will will ahsoka or does ahsoka as a series need to do something similar and would they would they just show us animation from clone wars tales of the jedi and star wars rebels like and then we'll get back to balin and shin because man i want to i can't wait to talk about those guys but quickly like what, like a throwback montage montage of death montage of goodness like is that happening matt what do, what do you think mate
0: Ah, well, seeing as Ahsoka's only been in, what, an episode of The Book of Boba Fett, oddly enough, and a a couple of Amanda episodes here and there, they'd have to go and do animation. And that would be so Mm. jarring, din jarring for so many people, having a two-minute animation uh, kind of prologue and then going into the live-action Ahsoka. But this is the cards that we've been dealt with. Ahsoka is... an animated character for all intents and purposes. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka. Rosario is now picking up that mantle in live action. Um, I also wonder if Ashley Eckstein is going to have a little cameo in the background somewhere. Um, I think she will do. But um, we've spoken before, and I know uh, everybody on the panel here and the table probably has thought about it as well, in terms of the exposition of it all. How are they going to effectively talk about who Thrawn is, who Ezra is, Why have they got to find him, who's Sabine, what's Hera doing and all this stuff. And who, who the heck is Ahsoka? How are mm. they going to do that? Satisfyingly to catch everybody up. Cause Rosario herself has said, you don't have to have seen animated shows to know what's going on here. We've made it in a way that is accessible to all. We got to imagine that they want to push some of that story a little bit. They're not going to go. It's I've for one moment, do not think this is a show that you can go into blind uh, and expect to know everything, I do think you do need to have a little bit of backstory to that, or am I going mad Aymon we're definitely going to get that prologue
4: um I think a lot of it comes down to the fact we're getting a two episode premiere um and a lot of that exposition and explanation is going to come across over the two episodes to Good avoid chap. such an exposition dump that it feels painful mm. um because there is a lot of... There's key players that we need to... That, that general audiences are going to need to get to know and figure out why they're doing the things they're doing and where they are for certain reasons. And I think it's going to need a bit more nuance than just, like, a very quick narration from Rosario Dawson in the opening <laughs> two minutes. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it all depends on the execution.
0: Oh! oh he's you keeping me busy tonight. night. <laughs> Mm. Well, but uh Meg, what are you thinking? Are we gonna get do we need a prologue? Do we need some kind of opening uh montage or or will those first two episodes cover it, do you reckon?
1: I don't think they would do the animated montage just because it feels out of place.
3: Mm.
0: Every
1: time they put Clone Wars and Rebels things into promos, it just it probably doesn't sit right going back to what Matilda was saying about your casual audience who doesn't know who Ahsoka is. Um you said like there the can't be like spoilery talk.
2: Yeah, no, we're we're going to avoid spoilery
1: talk. Okay, okay Matt. I see. I think they'll handle it differently, mm. but I don't think it'll be a prologue.
0: Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're teasing, Lukey boy. I
2: know. I know. It's like Meg giving us all the information. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Yeah, I think. I think you're right. I just wanted to get. I think I just wanted to get your guys' opinions. But um, you know, let's 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 go back to Balin and Shin. Right, orange lightsabers. Orange lightsabers. Are they mercenaries? Like Meg? You? you mentioned that. You mentioned that earlier. That, that that they're probably. And I don't. I think this is part of the marketing material. They're maybe being hired to do something. Hired to protect something. Um, yes. What's the deal with that? Why, why, why have we got more force sensitives like hanging okay. around? Are go you on. ready to go down the rabbit hole with me? Let's come on, let's do the rabbit hole. Let's I'm go. I'm going down it. So
1: this is something Matilda might also know about. Um, in Nordic mythology, there is um, Hati and Skull, who are wolves who, in the end of time in Ragnarok, devour the sun and the moon. And Dave is obsessed with wolves. He named his favorite clone. Uh, wolf his Mm. own character is trapper wolf who is almost definitely going to appear in somewhere in this show he's always trying to insert himself into ahsoka um yeah so wolves so i think Balin and shin are like a metaphor (laughs) i reckon that thrawn much like palpatine and rebels discovered a portal to the well between worlds or mortis or something and i believe they have been granted the ability to turn into Lothwolves in order to access the world between worlds through the night through through the magic of Morgan Ellsbeth because Morgan Ellsbeth is a night sister
2: yes so oh, I think yeah, of course she is
1: so I think that's the link, and I think that orange lightsabers might be to do with the dark Jedi. I proposed a theory mm. because there's a legend story where Barry Sophie after order 66 mm-hmm. becomes like a dark jedi so she may have trained them she may be like this she may have been like their secret apprentices or something because i'm i'm still convinced maroc is barris i told you
3: this is a very deep rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> i'm just loving all the weird stuff i'm um- I'm fully on board with the weirder the better. I love the Mortis Arc, so I hope for some, some type of connection. I'm also thinking about Ray's yellow lightsaber. And what do you get if you get blend yellow and red?
0: You get orange.
3: Orange. And you know, the the yellow lightsaber is um was the guardians. I don't remember exactly.
2: Yeah, I temple,
1: know temple, the, Guardians. Yeah. the temple dudes. Yeah, temple, temple dudes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And uh, I'm wondering if that sort of element is playing into that that choice of colour. I don't know.
0: Could Balan be a temple guardian, Meg?
1: I don't think so. There's two orange lightsabers we know about in canon. One is called a Colin lightsaber, and these crystals were found on the moon of Pajal, which is in Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice. And they, the uh, they like uniquely shine orange and they're tied to an ancient Jedi prophecy, which talks about the end of times. And Balin's talking about this war coming, this kind of like cataclysmic event he's convinced will happen when Thrawn reveals himself. Mm. So I'm thinking he's trying to speed up the end of time by using these lightsabers. It explains the size of his hilt as well, because they're believed to be heavier, and the other kind of orange lightsaber, which could tie him to Vader, is a lava crystal. But the problem with that is it doesn't flash the same
3: way, unless they change the canonicity of it. Right. I think an end of time, Ragnarok, that connection again.
2: Man, there I was, just thinking there, a couple of mercenaries, surviving Order 66. and What
0: do you know, mate? You know, I, you know I, I,
2: nothing. I feel like yeah, as much as um, I, I believe yeah, the the plant and North in Norse mythology probably no is true. Like Matty Boy brought that up a few weeks ago on the main show. I think you know like, and I know that's been going around the interwebs a wee bit that the names are obviously a nod to to that. Um, I can't help but feel like, for me, my interpretation and from the sounds of it, you know, like Meg, you you probably know a bit more on plot than 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 I do, but. Um, you know, to to me, it feels like Balin is maybe another Jedi who who is, or or someone who used to walk that way of the Jedi, who is disenfranchised with the Jedi, has lost his religion. To me, it's almost like the equivalent of a Protestant. You know, like he's going, well, that way didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. This it must be the future, because he probably. Doesn't really know about this Luke Skywalker guy. He probably doesn't really care about the destruction of the Empire. For him, he probably doesn't believe in the Empire or the Sith. But it doesn't mean he necessarily believes in the Jedi either. And then there needs to be a new iteration of it, right? And. I think he he's just trying to 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 gain and look for power. But it's interesting that we have this power this 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 power dynamic between Ahsoka Sabine and you know the goodies, your traditional goodies, and Ahsoka's kind of realigning herself w- w- with that, right? You've got Thrawn and the Imperial still out there, as we know, you know, building building up arms. We know that from the Mandoverse stuff, right? The Mandoverse content and other content. And then we've kind of got these new guys who have orange lightsabers and are around at this very interesting time. You know, I, I, I'm i not sure 100%. No, not even that. I'm not even 30% sure really what they're doing but for me the fact that we've had these these theories right meg you've said your piece matilda you guys are all bouncing off each other eamon has his opinion like i find that ridiculously exciting the you know like back when the sequels were coming out we were oh, like man. oh do you think um do you think this person's that person do you think this is gonna be that and if if, if that person's this and this will lead to this and there was something just so authentic and, and happy innocent. and fun and innocent. Yeah. About that. And this feels a bit like that. It feels a bit like that. And a few weeks ago I had my brother around and we, and we watched the trailer and my brother, who's a very casual star Wars fan listens to the show, but casual fan, really. Um, He was like, mate, the trailer just works for me. This, this show just, it, it feels really intriguing. Mm-hmm. It feels like it, it there's, it's going to pack a punch. And, You know, for my brother, who's a pretty, very intelligent, but pretty pessimistic person sometimes, and for sometimes good, good reason, you know, I thought that says a lot, says a
0: lot.
3: Yeah, I think what's most exciting is the fact that we're pretty much going to go into this, at least myself, uh, with a blank slate, not knowing, uh, Mm. getting hints at, like you said, Meg, uh, it's probably going to be very law-driven, Yeah, we're probably going to do some pretty deep dives into Star Wars lore. Go to some weird places. Uh, I think it's going to get pretty spiritual. Um, It's not going to be too light of a story. Um, It's probably going to be more intricate than that. And I, I read, I've have been expecting this, waiting for this in Star Wars since watching a few a few elements like the Mortis arc to see something that goes below the surface uh, going deeper into Mm. the secrets of the galaxy so i'm really excited about this
0: yeah i'm hoping we get a little bit of intricacy in the story and it's a little bit less surface level than say maybe your obi-wan was not to knock that Mm. show Mm -hmm. but just to jump off the points you guys are making i find it interesting because i wholeheartedly agree that yeah it's very exciting thinking who is Balan? Who is Shin? Why does she have that like Padawan braid? And why does she look like she wants to kill everyone? Um, but at the same time, we've also mentioned, we know quite a lot already. So there's this kind of weird imbalance where we don't know anything yet. We also know quite a lot. We know who's going to be in it. We know well, Morgan Ellsbeth, i like to say, Meg, we know she's a night sister because they said, and the trailer gives that away if you look hard enough. We know uh, Anakin Skywalker's in it because they, they said so in the trailer, we know we're getting the rebels gang. So it's odd for a, well, a Star Wars show at least to kind of give us so much before we've even kicked a ball in anger yet, yet we're all still mm. sitting here thinking, actually, I don't really know anything. And that's what I find excited because we, we mentioned Mothma up top, well, Mon, we know Mon Mothma is <laughs> going to be in, in some way, shape or form. And, you know, h- how much of the New Republic going to play into this? Because this doesn't seem like a show, if you ask me where we really need that much new Republic isms throughout this could be, like you said, Matilda, a law driven, a spirit, a kind of spirituality fest. How much new Republic do we need it in this show? Or is this ripe time? Give, give me all
2: the new Republic, mate. Give me all the new oh, Republic. I want all of it um, as well. too. Same. It's just, it, there's, there's a balance, isn't there? A, there, there is a balance mm. to be had, you know, and I totally get that. Our boy, uh, Clara Quera. Our boy, Andreas Blom, you know, from nice. Oregon, he he commented this on a post that we did about um, Balin and Shin. And he said, I hate to say this, but I hope Balin's story is wrapped up in this show. With Ray's tragic death in real life, it would be painful and difficult to continue this story, not unlike the rise of Skywalker after Carrie Fisher. How does you know? Obviously, we want to we 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 try and treat this topic with as much dignity and respect as possible. Uh, obviously, Ray Stevenson passed away this year. Who who is playing Balen Skull? How how do you think Lucasfilm, the story group, and Dave Filoni deals of something like this, or, or or do you think do do you get the vibe that this character, this story, this arc is going to be wrapped up in this season? I kind of got the
4: impression that this is a, a one and done appearance for, for Balin. Mm. He doesn't give me the same vibe as, as somebody like, for example, Sabine, who we're expecting to go forward into like the Mandoverse film, for example. Mm. Um, I, you know, Thrawn's the big bad. Balin isn't the big bad, you know, sure. I'm sure there's a world in which he could quite easily, if, Ray was still with us; that he could carry on and come back, but that isn't the case. Obviously, I think it, it just depends on what that so his story looks like by the end of things and how they want to want to sort of deal with it. I guess it's 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 a difficult one because on one hand, you could sort of see them wanting to perhaps change where Balin ends up so it's more ambiguous, so they don't have to necessarily give you a definitive answer as to what happens to him. Um, but then on the other hand, it's like well, they might just want to honour the work that he put in. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's a really difficult, it's a complicated situation for them and I I kind of, I don't envy (laughs) the decision-making process on that one.
0: I think this one varies just slightly from The Rise of Skywalker as well because obviously by the time they were writing The Rise of Skywalker, we had the sad news that Carrie had passed. Of course, by the time the gentle giant himself, Ray Stevenson, had passed on, you know, the show had pretty much been filmed and wrapped and it was as they say in the can so how like the question is if his story is left Hmm. open-ended I I can't imagine they would have gone back and fixed it in post so that you know there was more of a definitive ending It's it's a tough one and it's one of those ones where of course you can't it's not like other Hollywood's um stories going on at the minute where you know somebody does something and then they're suspended from from work obviously this is something completely different where you have to treat it differently as such as well so i'm with you though no amen mate i do think this feels like a one and done in terms of a character now shin who knows again that that's the fun of it like we've all said shin could also be a goner or she might be someone they look at and think Nah, no nah, we couldn't you know we can team them up with sabina that later on going forward but with um, Balin, I think it's right. You mentioned our Luki boy. It is a it, it, it is a tough one. It's a sensitive one. But I, yeah, I think they'll handle it with uh, with dignity. Yeah.
3: May I attempt to answer the question about the involvement of the New Republic in the story? Of course. Um, yeah, I have been thinking a lot about your theory, Meg. Uh, about Anakin, Balaam being a clone of Anakin. And um, considering how many hints we've got of, for, about cloning throughout the Mando, th- three, scenes of, th- three seasons of Mando, I'm wondering if Dr. Pershing's work is going to play in somehow into um, the story we don't know, or in, ge- in general, if cloning is going to be a theme that's going to be mm. brought up. Um, it wouldn't be something out of the blue, weird for sure, but I'm wondering if that way the New Republic will, would be involved. I don't know. Oh, Well,
1: the interesting thing is that they kind of altered their original plans for the Mandalorian. And that was really weird to see because there is so much build up in the Mandalorian season two and three and you kind of see where it's going. And then if you remember those reshoots that they did. Um, months and months before the season dropped, I think they changed the plan and then they went with Gideon being cloned. So at this stage, I'm not, instead of the Snoke stuff, I don't know how much you know about that, but mm-hmm. the Pershing thing, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if they're going to connect that.
2: I suspect possibly not. This whole Mandoverse thing, man. <laughs> they're, they're, it's cool. a lot there's a lot of filth and there's a lot of decisions being made right and i think um I, I i do think the future of the star wars uh slate you know plays into this you know um obviously we've heard this week that that, that a lot of star wars shows that are scheduled to come out at a certain time maybe in the near future i'm gonna be reshuffled they're going to be rescheduled for later down the line I don't think that's inherently a bad thing I think that gives Lucasfilm Disney Star Wars whoever a bit more time to 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 think and plan things and really meditate on what's right for the story for the mythology um Luke Summerfield said this you know our boy King of Wales he he said this with uh, in regards to Balen and Shin he said their enemies ahsoka to fight is it that simply they've been written in so that ahsoka can duel someone with lightsabers is that is is that the reality or is it a mix of both or something else um
4: i would say it's possibly it's a mix of that and something else because Mm. there's also Marek, who is another person with a lightsaber presumably thrown in for a to duel um now obviously meg i much prefer your idea of it being barris uh because yeah. i saw a theory that it was ezra as an inquisitor which i cannot tell you how much i hate
0: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> mate, I I saw just, that as
4: well i
2: saw
0: I that as just, well
4: yeah like it would go against everything rebels did and i would just hate it so much so i'm really hoping that it's barris um but yeah, in terms of in terms of Balin and, and Hattie, I think, yeah, they are just gonna be sort of dueling opponents and, and objects in the way for whatever Ahsoka is uh is looking for or doing or searching, etc. Um But I hope they have a little bit more to do than yeah, than just throw lightsabers <laughs> around. Okay.
1: I definitely don't think it's Ezra, because Marik was given a character profile in the databank and yes. it turns out he was a survivor of the original kind of group of brothers and sisters of the inquisitors um and that could very much be barris i don't know if you saw that picture um going around twitter today of Maroc without their kind of cloak and no i know that they had two stunts one male one female um for that character but there there's indications that it could be a female um, in the Marek Alpha, and I think they're deliberately not telling us that. Did you guys notice they also didn't give us a character poster for Marek, but they gave us the others? The only ones Good they left point. out were Thrawn, Ezra, and Marek. So I think there's more to that person. And oh. I'd love for it to be Barris. I'd love for it to be Barris.
0: I think that would tie in so well with Clone Wars <laughs> and also Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni has purposely kept Barris off his fate ambiguous. He could have bought her in in Rebels, he didn't. He could have bought her in, hey, in Star Wars Resistance, but didn't. Um, so I do, I, I think, and, and there is a lot of fans who want to see Barris again, because obviously the relationship she had with um, Ahsoka in Clone Wars, and what better way to do it than have her, you know, she was arrested at the end of the Clone Wars for blowing up the Jedi Temple, for saying that the Jedi have lost their way. You know, give, give have her be the one, that is a true antagonist to ahsoka but it then also raises the question of shin hattie thrawn maybe barris we're getting a spider-man 3 villain overload here it's how are they going to combine them all but then there's also are, are shin and balen actually the bad guys are, are they the bad guys uh, mm, i've seen theories right. that maybe they're looking for thrawn because they want to rough him up somewhat yes i agree
3: I'm getting some type of yin and gang vibes from these two. They're not entirely mm. evil. They're not entirely bad. I mean, Grey Jedi is the concept as well. And um, I'm just wondering if that's going to play into their story and their actions and their relationship with, with Ahsoka, maybe with becoming allies instead of antagonists. We shall see. I'm
1: thinking that Thrawn, for whatever reason, has hired all of these Mercenaries. But the weird thing to me is if you've read any of Zahn's books, legends or canon, I'm finding it very hard to work out what he's, what does he want? Um, mm. I believe that at some point after the Purgle stuff in rebels, he got separated from Ezra. They're in different parts of, of the galaxy Thrawn's somewhere in the unknown regions doing his own thing. But the question is why would he want to hire these mercenaries or why would Morgan Elsbeth want to? Why does Thrawn want Ahsoka and maybe Ezra dead? Is my question, right. and I can't see Thrawn caring about things like that. In Ed's the Empire, he goes to Wayland and he hires Jorah Sabiath, but the purpose was for um, what they call the Salamiri. He's got these Salamiri powers, yes. and he's like, "Look, if you kill these twins, Leia and Luke," like he makes a deal with them. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out what what's the canon equivalent of that. And it goes back to, do we need much New Republic stuff? Maybe not, if there's not as much Thrawn. But his direct thing would be trying to overthrow that government and replace it with his own powers. And I think he's acquired some sort of army in the trailer. You see this little golden type of stormtrooper standing behind him. And
0: oh, mate. if
1: you're if you're a Rebels fan or an heir to the Empire fan, wouldn't it be cool if we see more um, of Rook species than nogri? Yes. Because Zahn said in an interview seven months ago that there could be more. We'll just wait and see. There could be there could be more no agrees, as there was an heir to the empire and Luke just completely wipes them out.
3: Yeah, I'm just thinking the fact that they're calling they're talking about him as the heir to the empire is a pretty clear hint to that's what he's after. But what exactly it means, that's where we'll have to watch in the show, I guess.
2: Mm. no i agree i agree um meg you've you've brought up something already that is uh, a little bit or a very much a bit cheeky um the expanded universe are you guys familiar with the old expanded universe or the old canon you know like fairly i'm i'm not too well versed in it you know i've very much read up on it and and seen videos and explanations and essays on it since the disney takeover you know i dabbled more more so comics uh more than anything but um dan kazda 1138 our old mate from uh, from the east midlands he said i have a feeling that balen is the new juris it what what is it make saboath S- 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 how is it pronounced sabayoth sabayoth well, that's a stupid name. They need to change that from heir to the empire. They are definitely going to be using Thrawn as a means to get power of their own. We know, we know that, especially Felony. He he dips into, and I think this, you know, newer Star Wars canon is very much dipping into these pre-existing, old, expanded universe stories. Maybe borrowing characters here and there. Is the same thing happening here? Like, what's the feasibility of that? Does Dan on Instagram have a point?
1: I think so. But it's not in the way we think. Because Joris Sabaoth was a very kind of secluded guy. I think Balin wants something. Joris was just out there minding his business. He'd gone crazy trying to keep up with the ways of the Jedi, but tapped into the dark side. I'm going to propose that they're doing a canon thing where they're just going to mix what Disney books have set up with the Expanded Universe. So my theory for Balin and Shin is that combined, they are Dora Sabayoth. And what I mean by that is, in Revenge of the Sith, what happened when the Dark Side attained to the Force gave uh, Padme, Leia and Luke to counterbalance Vader and Palpatine. I think there's a counterbalance to Balin and Shin. And maybe that's something... That could be Ahsoka and Sabine.
2: Or oh, mate.
1: Or could or could it be Leia and Luke? Because in The Rise of Skywalker, we see that flashback where Luke trained Leia for a bit. I don't know.
0: Mm. You naughty girl, Meg. That is uh well, that, now we're going somewhere here. I just I just heard the words Star Wars books and I've got my hand shot up there, but I that's something I really hope that they do. The Heir to the Empire trilogy, I know it's heresy to say, I think it's fine. I think it's got some great ideas. But as a couple of the lads on our Discord were saying, I don't always vibe with, Th- uh, with Timothy Zahn's style. Now, I'm not going to seriously say he's not a good writer because he is. He's just quite a he's a wordy writer, and he is a slow burn of an author. And I'm not a, the biggest fan of the Thrawn trilogies in the new canon. But to your point, Meg, I would really like to see them merge both of them. We know in new canon that Mothma, she demilitarized the New Republic. She didn't want it to be seen as uh, this big militaristic... Um, Empire Part 2. So, you know, they they cut off a lot of the military. They had a skeleton crew, for want of a better term. Mm. So I want to see that continued. But this whole Jorah Sabaoth stuff, mixing it with Sheen and Balan, we know that, Dave. We know, we know, we know Dave loves the heir to the Empire stuff. He loves it. You know, they've referenced it in the trailer once. He's brought Thrawn back. We know how much he respects Zahn and that trilogy. I would not be surprised whatsoever if we see a few aspects of that book, whether it's minor or major, be brought back into this story. Um and we know Zahn is on board. He he he's always essentially a producer when it comes to anything to do with Thrawn. He's uh he, he has to make sure that he's written correctly, which I dig. I respect his passion for the character, but I think we are going to get that kind of perfect melting pot of the old and the new <sighs> but we know what happens at the end of Air to the Empire. I think they're going to save anything like that for for, for the film but mm. st- to that though we know we've got so many characters and rosario has said look i'd love to come back for a season two whether that's a spoiler or not that her character surviving are any of the characters going to bite the dust in this season i know we've already we've already mentioned of course the potential that Balin is a one and done but what are you guys thinking about the fates of our characters going forward
3: i as much as I would love to see Ahsoka in the crossover movie, and it would be really great and cool to have, you know, sort of Avengers Endgame scenario, I'm wondering Be-bear. if she actually is going to pass on the torch to Sabine and uh, actually die heroic death. I am i don't remember. It was a line I heard in one of the trailers. I'm trying to remember what, what she said. Um... I want. She said something along the lines, or maybe it was Anakin who who actually said it. I wasn't listening with sound, so I don't know. But anyway, someone said, "I'm not always going to be here for you," um, and that line just thrown in there is not. It, I don't think it's a random thing. Mm-hmm. They are very. Um, they have a, a purpose with giving us that line, and I'm wondering if it has something to do, hinting to us that she's actually going to sacrifice herself eventually.
0: Wow. Mm. It would be big for Dave to do that because we know his connection to the character. Eamon, mate, can you see a, can you see a scenario whether this season or next or in the film where Ahsoka does go out, whether as a in a sacrifice or this big heroic death? Uh,
4: absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a pretty good chance realistically that, that she's not going to make it out alive of either, uh, season two or the Mandoverse film. Um, I think personally, if it was me, if I was in charge, which would be great and I'd be very rich. Um, I think Ahsoka dying in, at the end of season two would be a really good way of sort of rounding off the character and, and sort of finishing the arc that started way back when in 2008. Um, but then obviously you still got the Mandoverse film to to throw in a little bit of, you know, point on the heartstrings and, bringing her back for a you know, as a force ghost teaching Sabine or giving her a piece of advice or whatever um, or, or whoever, whoever she's teaching. Do you know what I mean, I think there's, there's a variety of possibilities, but I think, yes, she should sort of get killed off at some point. Um, Cause otherwise you're always going to have that question of like, well, where's Ahsoka? Why can't Ahsoka help? Um, where was Ahsoka in Rise of Skywalker? Do you know what I mean? You're always going to have yeah. those sort of questions. So I think, you know, all good things have to come to an end and, and finality can often be a beautiful thing.
1: I don't think Ahsoka's going to die. If I had to choose a character who's probably going to bite the bullet in this series, it's Hera Jula.
3: Oh, that
0: would be because a Because
1: that just feels logical to me if they want to continue, you know, her son and his journey. And if there's one ghost crew member who's pretty much completed her cycle of, what she contributes to this story by the end of this show, I'm unfortunately going to have to say it's Hera. And there'll be like this beautiful moment, I think, of, you know, some allusion to a reunion with, with Kanan or something. Maybe he welcomes her in the force oh. when she dies. Oh. I feel like that to me is what Dave would do. I'm not, I don't think there's any chance he'd kill off um, such a an important character before his film as Ahsoka.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd agree. I'd agree with you there, Meg. I think that it's going to be one of the other characters, whether it's Hera or maybe Ezra, or maybe Ezra's already dead. Do you Could know what be. I mean? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, I was
4: actually going to ask what, where you guys think Ezra is. Yeah. Um, obviously, at the end of Rebels, <laughs> he's chippy. just sort of cast off into oblivion with the Pergil and, and Thrawn. Um, uh. <laughs> I kind of always assumed he was just like, you know, sitting on a planet somewhere just
2: pondering the force and whatever but uh yeah Uh, i mean how does the world between worlds play into it you know like we know that the world between worlds is a part of the marketing it's part of the, the the logo like what is the world between worlds it's still not been properly defined i don't think i don't think rebels gives a proper definition of what it is and I think Ahsoka has an opportunity to clarify that or maybe even refine the meaning of 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 the world between worlds. And they gotta land that. They have to land that because I don't think Ezra can just be sitting in the corner of the galaxy doing nothing and just hanging out or or maybe he's trapped. I don't know. I don't know.
3: I'm just doubting that they're going to have enough time to develop right. the story around the right. world between worlds because it's so intricate. Uh, so I don't know. Um, eight episodes. There are so many I- interesting characters. they got to tell their stories and how they play into the big grand scheme of things. Um, I don't know. I've, I'm very doubtful about the world between worlds playing a big part or even being more thoroughly explained for time. Yeah
0: yeah i kind of hope they don't only because um i think Lukey boy eloquently put it on our ahsoka show rebel show that world between worlds isn't time travel even is much as maybe time manipulation it's not time travel but i'd kind of wish that they i'd like them to go weird you know go 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 weird like the things meg's saying but the world between worlds for me it felt like such mm. a beautiful moment in that episode that i don't really want to see them ever go back to it again it feels like they closed that portal when it's done with but i wouldn't be surprised if they did and the whole Ezra thing is what's playing on my mind. As somebody who loves the character and rebels, you know they the fact that they are going looking for Ezra. What is the big secret here? What's going on? Where is he? Why hasn't he come back? Like you say, looky Boy, why has he just been you mm. know down in the pub garden the whole time? Is it has he been in a place where maybe he can't get out? Is it is he in the the unknown regions uh, where you can't we communicate with the known galaxy? Can't get back that's what I'm excited about. And we have only seen him in that hologram, which is pretty much a play on what we saw in rebel. So we haven't actually seen anything quote unquote new from Ezra Bridger. That's been very, Iman as has failed. He's been very much kept in the, in the dark on this one. But, um, what are you thinking about Ezra in Ahsoka?
1: I think Ezra is out there somewhere and I don't think he's the same person. He was, I don't think so he's, he's turned there, to the dark reckon? side. He's not dead. I think he's alive. I, th- I just think it's more like more like Luke Octo Syndrome, mm. where he might just not be bothered. He's not his lightsaber. He might he might have learned a different fighting style. He might be like a martial artist for all we know. Ooh. And I definitely agree with Matilda when she says the world between worlds is probably not going to be used. I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's not used whatsoever, because the logo of Ahsoka is actually the Lothal Temple ceiling, not the world between worlds. Oh,
2: is that right? Okay, interesting. I thought they were. I thought they were part and parcel. I thought there was a connection between, or at least an artistic style that is definitely similar between the two. But
1: mm. definitely, Same inter- with the star map of behind Balan in those trailers. Yes, mm. I think there's going to be something, but it feels like a waste of time to do the world between worlds again. The purpose right. was to bring Ahsoka back, and now she's back. So.
4: Hmm. I mean, just to keep things entirely on brand for for Matt and my good self, I mean, the, <laughs> I would I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't want to see Ezra on a little planet called Tanalor, uh from oh. Jedi Survivor, which is an unreachable location by traditional means. Um, without getting into major spoilers for that game, if you haven't already played it, go play it. It's amazing. Oh, just hanging out with Grease, greasy money baby. Um you know,
2: maybe <laughs> making friends <laughs> with Kata, just you know, chilling. <laughs> don't don't they're in they're in the promised land. They're in the promised yeah. land and they're just hanging out, you know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. And again, that might be that might be quite a Star Warsy way to approach it. I, you know, what I will say is that I do think I, I I do believe Dave Filoni gets Star Wars. You know, it's not perfect. No one's perfect. George wasn't perfect, right? But I do think um, Filoni has a good grasp on not just Star Wars as a mythology, but mythology in general, you know? He is a huge fan of Tolkien's works. He is a huge fan of lots of different art forms and stories and mythology. Evidently, with, you know, the Norse stuff we mentioned earlier, um, we got Dave Filoni obviously directing. Some of this. I don't know the, ex- the, the, the exact episodes, but he is the showrunner. He's written this. Is that right, Matt? Like He's, he's that, written that all is- the episodes. Yep. Yep. Other directors include Steph Green, who you might remember from The Tribes of Tatooine, the book of Boba Fett. We've got Peter Ramsey, the pirate from Mando season three. Uh, We've got newcomer Jennifer Getzinger from Mad Men, Orange is the New Black and Westworld. World. Uh, Geeta Vasant Patel house of the dragon the great and dead to me and last but not least rick famiua um rick famiua guys mando the Goat. surely surely mando's gonna be your boba is turning up i don't know in his episode probably maybe who knows
0: uh is that a good lineup of directors for this show I think it's a good lineup. but I'm glad that they've gone for the tried and trusted. I know they've only mm. done like maybe one episode, but Steph Green crushed that episode in Boba Fett. Peter Ramsey is a well-established director outside of television, and he's also dabbled in Star Wars. Rick, as his main, Rick's the go, Rick's a lad. Dave, Dave is still cutting his teeth, but if you want somebody... To be steering an Ahsoka shaped ship, you'd think it'd be Dave Filoni. Very interested to see what Jennifer Getzinger and Gita Patel bring, though they've had their hands in some big product uh, projects. Sorry, so interested to see what they can bring to mm. the story. Part of me does kind of wish that Star Wars would look to do more of maybe just a one vision, just get one director to do all of it to see what that's like one day, just to get that consistency. But when you get a when you get a a stable of directors as talented as is with such um, prestige behind them, that's never going to be a bad thing. And I know Eamon, mm. he, he's a proper journo. He loves to film, loves a bit of TV. <laughs> what are you saying about this stable? It's it's not bad, is it?
4: It's a pretty good stable. I mean, you know, Rick Famuy to begin with is just an incredible filmmaker. But um, just on your point of like sticking with one vision, I think we've already seen that that works for Star Wars in Andor. Um, mm-hmm. with Tony Gilroy, you know, leading the charge. So I would love to see them sort of just have a bit more faith in in other directors and just sort of letting them, uh, yeah, guide a singular project rather than, you know, maybe going down the Marvel route with just uh, guiding all, like a whole crew of directors. It clearly works because Mando, you know, even at its worst, is still a very, very well-made show um mm. and you know visually innovative at times. So it it works, but yeah, I'd just like to
2: see them have more faith. <laughs> I mean it is probably worth noting that uh, Andor does have different directors. It is the showrunner is Tony. And I, I I do feel like this could be an equivalent. I feel and I I I feel like Tony Gilroy obviously had a clear and concise vision and point and story to tell with Andor. And I really hope that, you know, uh, Dave has that with Ahsoka. You know, let's not forget, you, you know, Dave's Dave Floney's a creative guy, you know, and he must be thinking, he must have thought for years, I wonder what Ahsoka's doing now. I wonder what this person's doing now. I wonder what that, what that character's doing now. You know, when I start a new manager career mode on fifa you know i've got I'm, i've created a team on fifa at the moment and i'm and I'm, I'm in my spare time i'm thinking about like what players that i'm going to be bringing in I'm, I'm i'm thinking about like you know what tournaments i'm going to try are we going to have a cup run and and that's something trivial isn't it surely Dave have created this character surely he has a beginning middle and an end in mind for a character like this, and I, I, I really, thr- I really hope, and you know, I really believe at the moment I am an optimist to take that. Take it with a pinch of salt, but I really believe that this show will deliver that. I'm really hoping for that, and I, I quite frankly, I think Star Wars could do with it. I think Disney knows that they that that they could do with it too. You know, Disney is a company that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm.
1: First of all, Luke, which football team do you support?
2: I am a Manchester City fan, like my dad. Before him, before me. Fair enough. (laughs) Why? Who do you support?
1: I'm a Chelsea fan.
2: Unlucky. Um, (laughs) I also shout out to Canvey Island Football Club in South (laughs) Essex. Support support non-league, support lower league teams. Yeah. As well. Yeah, anyway. I was
1: going to support a lower league team and I heard about this Manchester City club. They seemed very low down.
2: <laughs> that must so have been You want to know something though in the 90s. That must have been in the 90s or something.
1: I went to see Chelsea Manchester City in 2008 and we beat Manchester City
2: 6-0. Did you really? Yeah, that was that
1: Wait. was back when your best player was Georgia Samaras, that Greek guy.
2: Yeah, classic.
1: Classic. Anyway, yeah, going back George, to Wars. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed that it's a bit <laughs> odd that Bryce Dallas Howard isn't on the list because she was one of the rumoured directors for a long time. But I do know because she mm, spoke to Katie Sackhoff on a podcast and she is directing in Skeleton Crew. So that's Ooh. good.
0: Yes. yeah, Ooh, okay. I think we need more Bryce in the galaxy. Bryce is just such an effervescent soul that she seems to just light up every production she's in.
1: Uh, just to bounce off what Eamon was saying... Rick family, you are directing the finales. The the best news we could have had.
0: It's mm. going to be filthy. Well, I still think the stable of directors we have fills me with enough confidence about Bryce, but it's never a bad thing to have Bryce on board.
4: With Bryce on board, does that mean we're getting live-action Yaddle again?
0: Oh! <laughs> oh
2: Bryce in green. <laughs> Let's hope.
3: I mean... The main thing, the most important thing thing is that they they have a similar vision for each episode. That there's gonna be a red thread. And somehow, oh. having watched so many of Dave Loney's projects, he does have a red thread, he does have uh thought, he mm-hmm. does he's he's very good at planning things. Um and so I'm pretty confident that regardless of how many directors we're gonna have, they're all going to write one singular story towards one singular goal. It's not going to go in 15 different directions. I mean, you may yep. look at the Mandalorian and, and think otherwise, but somehow mm-hmm. I, I feel with Ahsoka, they have really taken care of writing a story. That's not going to give us 15 different angles somehow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, Dave, Dave, of course, loves working on the Mandalorian. We know that and all the shows he's worked on there, the passion is there, but this is a So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be that 1% extra, if anything, uh, control and care in this. But guys, we, you know, we, we've been positive about the show. We're sitting there saying, Oh, this is going to be great. Can't wait to see this. Wouldn't it be <laughs> great if this happened? Let's flip it around though. If by the time the episode is finished, is there anything in it, which you think do you know what? I really hope that doesn't happen or any kind of fears that you have going into the show. Um, Obviously I mentioned it earlier, but like the whole
4: Marik identity, I'll be honest, like when I first saw the trailer, I was worried because I was mm. like, I can't see Ezra in this. There's a person in a mask. Like, please don't let that be a late in the game reveal. Um, <laughs> aside from that, I'm also concerned about like the world between worlds. Yeah. Um, as we were mentioning it earlier, I think it is a really tricky concept to pull off in animation alone. And you know, by God, Rebels did an incredible job introducing that and and showing it off in a really visually innovative way. Will that translate into live action? I have no idea. Um, and I think there is there is a a potential danger that, like you were saying about, it's not time travel. That's how it'll be conceived um, and uh, perceived, sorry, by sort of uh, general audiences. And the only sort of comparison I can think of is the sort of god-awful cameo smorgasbord of The Flash recently. In my (laughs) mind, the worst outcome that they could do with the world between worlds is just like portals with archive footage of various films and TV series. And I could not think (laughs) of anything worse. I think that would ruin so much magic about Star Wars. Um mm. I just, yeah, I'm praying that won't happen. I really don't think it will. I don't think they're that, that stupid, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think those are the two major things that I was like concerned about in, in the run-up to this.
1: I fear that if it doesn't deliver, Star Wars will be in a very, very bad place. It's a good shout. Just because what? this is such yeah. an
2: important character to so many people.
0: And do you think it will
2: alienate the people that stand by and support you know the character of ahsoka you know the prequel generation the clone Wars generation and and beyond you know people that have learned to le- le- learn about the character since then you know since the 2000s and and the 2010s like do you do you think this has almost a bigger risk and a bigger weight on its shoulders than something like mando season three absolutely hmm.
1: i think General audiences didn't mind the Mandalorian season three, um, I think even you're right. though diehards tended to have more issues with it, especially the Lizzo episode or the uh, the runtime of some of those episodes were very inconsistent. I think with Ahsoka, you have, as you said, multi generations of people who grew up on the Clone Wars and who've watched this character, and I'm already seeing fans of the character of Ahsoka not liking the trailers and being very upset with. The way it looks, which I think is really ridiculous, because to no, me it's, I, it looks—it looks, looks one—it looks like one of the best shows we've had in terms of cinematography. Um, I, I hope it does well. I want fans to be engaged with it. I want it to be something we can talk about all the way up until the release of the Acolytes, because we don't have a lot of Star Wars following this in 2023.
2: So. Which is a weird biz- and, and bizarre thing to say, isn't it? That there's not more Star Wars coming for the rest of the year or or whatever till <laughs> next year. To think, you know, the olden days when we we're waiting so long between projects, you know, may again, maybe that's not not inherently a bad thing. Um, Matt, let let me just throw it over to you quickly. What 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 are your thoughts?
0: Well, I think you're I think you're pretty cool, Meg one of the things I am worried about is the look of this thing. I don't think it looks oh. bad. I just think certain moments in the trailer, specifically the very brightly lit sequences, look a bit too volumey for me. And look, it's shot on the volume. What, you, what are we going to do about it? That's, you know, I, I know that. And maybe my mind is subconsciously looking at that thinking, I know it's not real. I know it's the volume and I can't get around it. But, but then I look at some of the other shots, some of the other locations, sorry, and think, oh, that looks boss. So... one of the fears is that it looks doesn't look great it looks a bit plasticky but i agree i think some of the some of the cinematography we've seen looks very decent you know some of some of the shots and techniques employed look very good i'm just interested to see how it looks overall that's what i think so so some of the some of the look of it worries me a little bit meg but um i feel like you're going to shoot me down on that
1: i can see where you're coming from but in terms of the way things have been directed in Star Wars in recent years, I think Ahsoka's on the better side of it. I mean, mm. The Last Jedi, I'm I'm a fan of The Last Jedi, but mm. directorially, it's basically a Star Wars film starring Kylo Ren's nose. Like everything is shot two inches away from people's faces. They have that whole control room of of the resistance and they zoom in on Holdo's face for like four minutes of that shot and it's like, does Ryan Johnson know how to zoom out or is he doing spot the pimples? Yeah. So I think,
0: he just loves I think his looks good. <laughs> I think it looks good. You've nice. these guys here who all, all they can think about now is Adam Driver's pimply nose and all the editing. <laughs> but um well that puts pay to what I think then. But no, it's it's an interesting uh, comparison to make there. As somebody wearing an Adam Driver t-shirt, Mat- Matilda, obviously you like the look of Adam Driver's schnozzle. Uh, what are you thinking about the look of this? And also, you know, what's your fear for this going going into it?
3: Um, I agree with Eamon. I, as long as they don't... I mean, I love the weird and wonderful. But if they're going to go down the road of telling the story about the world between worlds or cloning or, I mean, Anakin being cloned or whatever, or Barry Sophie being... In, in the story, even though I, w- I would want her to be included as well. They have to complete the story. They have to, here it goes, execute. Oh, <laughs>
0: you know? I knew it. it. Meg's mm-hmm. 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 drinking in the background, we know it.
2: Bang on. Yep. Let's have it. Well done. Well Otherwise done, it's not going
3: to work in just eight episodes. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. And also, like you said, Meg, we're at a crossroads right now. I mean, The Mandalorian has sort of been the saviour of Star Wars for a while, i considered considered as the saviour for Star Wars. And now with Season 3, so many fans feel let down and are wondering what's going to happen to the Mandaverse. So I really hope I'm rooting for Sreka to do well, to be a very, very well-made show. It looks like it. Um, but like you said, Matt, I'm also... I'm not complaining, but yeah, I think the lighting is sometimes a little bit too, it's
0: just too bright. The
3: overexposed, if you know what I mean, the overexposure, Um, it it needs some more saturation uh, to look more natural. Mm -hmm. Uh, Otherwise, I actually think it looks really great. I agree with you, Meg. It's one of a better show. It's one of the better looking shows. And <laughs> I do love Adam Driver's nose, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> We've got to live it too much of it in The Last Jedi. <laughs> more!
2: More! <laughs> I feel like Ahsoka ah- 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 <laughs> as a show, you know, has, it's <laughs> setting out to do a lot, isn't it? It's yeah. setting out to do a lot, whether it's, um, you know, tying up Rebels continuing the mandover story telling us the 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 kind of awkward story of where the jedi are at this moment because for not just years generations decades our understanding was luke is the Return of the Jedi and Luke is the Return of the Jedi, right? Luke and Anakin—that scene in 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 Return of the Jedi—that is the Return of the Jedi. But you need to treat that scene with as much respect and nuance and dignity as possible. And at times, I think continuing that idea and the, the 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 mythology of the Jedi post Jedi and now pre sequel trilogy with people like Ahsoka, with Ezra Bridger, now with Inquisitors, now with Balin, with 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 um, Balin's apprentice, with this. In- an inquisitor. What's an inquisitor doing? What's an inquisitor doing hanging around post Return of the Jedi? I don't get it. I need that explaining. And in that regard, maybe it feels like very much this show is trying to square a circle that maybe didn't need to happen in the first place. And in that regard, I need to at the moment trust in Dave Filoni. I need to trust in that 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 understanding he has in this mythology, this investment he has in this mythology and the larger picture of that Mando verse, you know, leading to that film, which then leads to the sequel trilogy. And it needs to treat it with as much respect as possible. I think if I'm being nitpicky, you know, maybe one or two lines of dialogue in, in, in the trailers is a is, is is a little bit cheesy, but hey, Star Wars can be cheesy and sometimes it's the best kind of cheesy. It gets away with it. <laughs> in <laughs> fact, it's it's fantastic, it's memorable, right? So I don't know. I think my my, my anticipation for the show is still very much high, but I, I'm I'm excited that we're going into this not really knowing where it's going, how it's going to end, who's going to survive. It's exciting, right? It's really, really exciting.
3: I think one of the main things that this show needs is um, balance. Uh, Balancing, daring to go down some really weird places, weird rabbit holes, but also at the same (laughs) time, being engaging enough for the audience um yes. so they're not gonna lose yes. their, their interest in a few episodes because they're talking too much about deep space wizards or whatever
2: right
0: <laughs> we, we <laughs> love loves the space wizard yeah listen just give me just give me a little bit of intricacy in the story give the villains some meaning let get some stakes have a little bit of threat give us a mystery that slowly unwinds. You know what I mean? If we're going to find out what happened to Ezra and where we're going with Sheen and Hattie and Thorn, let the mystery unwind, uh, unravel sorry, over those eight episodes. And oh. like we said, Filoni's written all eight of them. We're not getting mini missions. We're getting one story. We're getting two episodes, mate, 23rd of August. We're a week away from it now. Oh. I've just heard so much filth in this episode that I kind of wish the show would hurry up a little bit more now and come. Oh, but- no. I've gone from a seven and a half to at least an eight and a half out of 10 now in terms of my really expectations really? and hope here, okay. mate. based on just the excitement, mate, and the, and the potential.
2: Well, something I wanted to ask was, do, how do you think um, the, the, the world will react to Ahsoka? You know, let's, let's conclude by that. Like, do you think, do you think Ahsoka will be received? Well, do you think it's going to be a smash hit? What does you got say? Eamon, we'll start with you, mate.
4: Um my gut says what it said at the start of the episode that Mm. some people are gonna love it and some people are gonna actively hate it. I think you're gonna get a lot of people who will be like, you know, not my Ahsoka or not my Ezra, for example. I think the how they how the writing of Ezra's character post this disappearance is gonna potentially irritate a lot of people um because it's not what they want and yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's going to it's going to be a 50-50 split, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, I mean, the only people I people whose opinion I care about are my kids. I ah. you know, remember my daughter, she said when she was watching The Mandalorian, she's like, Ahsoka is a better fighter than Luke." <laughs> <laughs> and all that matters. She's talking about her. She has a little doll sitting in her room. Uh, she's talking about her. She's really excited mm. about her. She thinks she looks so cool in the trailer. So, I mean, whether the world hates, it, hates her or loves her, I don't care. I'm just going to live in my bubble with my daughter and be excited. Um, but oh. I actually feel if they get it right, um, I think it's going to be pretty well-received, to be honest.
1: I'm thinking I'm along the same lines as Eamon. Some fans mm. going to love it, some fans are obviously going to find issues with it. We've had like we've had a few TV spots, but they've all been really short. And if we're already seeing people um I don't mean legitimate criticism, I mean people who just need something to moan about because mm. all of the criticisms Matt and Eamon brought up are very valid, but some people just want to moan. And I think they're they're always going to find problems. They're yes. always going to compare it to the Empire now. That that's something they've established with the literally saying Um, there's a threat that is the heir to the empire. So I'll stick in my circles and hopefully it'll be a good show.
0: Best way to be, I think. Stick to what you know. I'm sadly uh, with you, Eamon, on this because I've already seen it. I mean, I looked at the comments of the, uh, the Anakin footage today and there's many, many crybabies in there just complaining already. I don't want to watch this show. Why not? And um. there are reasons which we all know why they're just the most ridiculous reasons. Um, so there are going to be people who just don't like it because it isn't what they want or it hasn't got roided up Luke Skywalker, like walking around in a He-Man loincloth. Um, so, but I, I think... Though, the
2: force, because- baby!
0: That's the the <laughs> Oh, buff... Um- <laughs> I think it's going to be received well, though. I do think that the character has a lot of goodwill. I think the Rebels gang have a lot of goodwill going for them. But yeah, like you said, Eamon, mate, let's see what happens with people like Ezra. Remember, this has been 10 years, canonically, since the end of Rebels, I believe. So Ezra's done a lot of growing up in that time, wherever he is in the galaxy. So it's going to be a completely different character to the one we last saw in Rebels. And I just hope that people have the intelligence for want of a better term to know that it isn't going to be a 15 year old ezra running around anymore uh quipping it's going to be a totally different one so i think more so than not people are going to like it but you're you're always going to get a subsection who just don't like it because it's got disney attached to it
3: yeah i was just going to say i'm just hoping this project it's going to bring bring in more people more fans new groups of fans Mm. um appeal to people that haven't really been on board with star wars before uh, that's my biggest hope. And then I don't care about the crybabies. They can cry all they want. Right, right. Yeah. We'll see they're, all, I, they're always going to be there.
2: They are. Of course, they are. Of course, yeah. That's the world uh, that we live in, isn't it? And the fandom sometimes is a reflection of the world that we do live in. You know, that's just life, isn't it? And um you know what? I, I do think this show has the potential to be one of the most popular. I think it has a huge reach in terms of the f- in in terms of fandom. You know whether you did grow up with Clone Wars or not, whether you're interested in the old Expanded Universe. You know maybe you've read the Thrawn books in the '90s. There is a lot. There is a lot, and I I, I think, mate, this could be one of the biggest debuts for a Disney Plus Star Wars show, or Disney Plus show, ever. And I think that that will buy a lot of goodwill for Lucasfilm for Star Wars, and you know for for, for Dave Filoni. I really think they need to land this, and I do. I I think it will land. I don't think it's going to be perfect, but I do think it's going to it's going to land. in the marketing material, mate, I I love it. Whether it's you know, I look at the ships. Flying in it, and I'm like, brilliant! It's all Stop. the ships already look better than the ones <laughs> the, the 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 ones in Kenobi do. You know, like it, I, I'm I'm pleased with that. I'm pleased with the visual effects here. I'm I'm pleased with the lines there. I like that they're teasing this. And do you know what? I like that Hayden they used a Hayden line. Just tell us, we know it, we yeah. know it anyway. That sure. we didn't see him, we heard a line. That's fine. That's cool. We knew we knew it. We knew it. And I think they've got a few other surprises up their sleeves with Ahsoka I really do I think this is going to be a bigger deal than like I, we, we, we all think maybe I I, I I, think it has that potential mate so what a round table man what a round table we could keep going I know it but you know we have lives outside of the podcast sadly um, those things <laughs> those things those stupid <laughs> things
0: <laughs> what, yeah. a cha- what a chat what a chat yeah. what a party let's go Tano. Uh, Meg, Matilda, Amon, you guys have absolutely crushed it today. Genuinely, that you've brought some weird and wonderful things to the table, and we know that the listeners are going to be thinking either that's mental or I hadn't thought about that. Either way, we're here to hear what you think about Ahsoka. So that's going to do it for this Star Wars roundtable session for this week. Before we go, though, if anybody wants to know where to find anyone and talk to them and hear what they think about star wars Just go around the table meg where could the world find you on the internet
1: you can find me on uh, youtube by typing in star wars meg or you can find me on reddit where a bunch of people have asked very weird questions about me but <laughs> you can uh, stick reddit. you can stick to youtube and and what? find me on youtube <laughs> uh, on twitter i'm oh star wars God. Meg one because someone in 2006 didn't you know update that th- anyway but yeah you can find
0: me on YouTube and Twitter. Ask (laughs) Dave all the questions on Star Wars, on YouTube and Twitter. Ava mate, where about to you? Love
4: it. You can find me on Twitter or X or whatever Elon's calling it nowadays, uh, just at Eamon Jacobs. Uh, You can also find my
0: work on Um, insider.com. Check it out, proper journalist. And Tilly B, the Queen of Sweden, where uh, are you in the world for those Star Wars fans to talk?
3: I'm on Instagram as the Swedish Jedi, and I like to write about silly things and serious topics. I love to connect Star Wars to the real world, or just to bring in other people's content, among others, yours, which I adore. Yeah, stuff like that.
2: It's just the Star Wars. The Star Wars love. Celebrate the love, mate celebrate the love bam, bam. it's been sweet it's been sick it's been so good to hear that that, that round table jingle at the start again we've not had oh, one of those in a while so a long it's it, it's great to be back it's great to be back doing a round table ahsoka next week mate wednesday mornings i see it now coffee wednesday mornings turning my phone on do not disturb sorry nan can't talk to you at the moment watching ahsoka <laughs> yeah
0: my man thank you everybody
2: for (laughs) listening (laughs) Lucky boy where can the world find us online (laughs) star wars sessions.co.uk uh search for on x or twitter instagram tiktok threads you know i'll be with that bothered about freds i don't know i don't think so uh just search star Wars sessions and you will find us uh there and don't forget about our patreon patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions and you can find matilda and i we had a great chat last month on the old journal talking uh, about her family experiences and stars going galaxy's edge the kids thoughts on the sequel trilogy it was fantastic so yeah give us a listen on there as well
0: uh oddly enough you can hear me and eamon and me and meg chat on my show as well on patreon so there's more reasons for you to sign up for our patreon (laughs) and let's all get the gang back together again going forward but we hope you've enjoyed what you've heard here if you have please do consider dropping us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice because it gets new listeners in it bumps us up the listening lists and it's another way for us to hear from more of you each and every week
2: yeah and tell your mum tell your dad tell your sister yeah tell everyone tell your nearest ahsoka tano or clone wars maybe tells of the jedi fan as well tell, tell them all tell them all about the podcast please it would mean the world yeah come
0: on that's it uh tell meg's gang on reddit this is a podcast you're looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always my <laughs>